Chad and Jay Mansbridge here, lead pastors of Bayside Church International, based here on the south coast of South Australia. Our great passion as a church is to help people to know Jesus and to demonstrate his love, truth and life in everything that we do. We hope you enjoy today's message. Well, good morning. I feel like I don't even need to, uh, to share anything this morning because we've, we've heard some great testimonies already. Uh, from the little ones, and also just seeing a baptism. We should all just go home, hey? But, I bet you're all wondering what... Yes, scones. What's under the, uh, the sheet here? Is anyone wondering that? No? Okay, cool. All right. So, um, anyway, Jesus is good. Uh, God the Father is awesome. Let's, let's, uh, let's pray and go home. Father God... I'm waiting for a ruckus or something. Come on. Do you want to know what's under the sheet? All right, come on. Come on. Wake up, church. Wake up this morning. Well, today is Father's Day. And uh, it's a day to be celebrated. And so I thought I'd just do a little bit of a quiz for all you dads out there. Mums, you can chime in too. Aunties, uncles, even if you're a friend of someone and you know how to use these things. Who here knows how to use a set of these? Good, if you can meet me out by my car after church, that'd be great. I just um, just need a jump start. All right, well, I'm sure a lot of dads know how to use them. Who here knows how to use one of these? Oh, we've got a few. All right, now here's a test. Oh, come on, where's the, where's the hands? Where's the hands? John. John, John. Millimeters or inches? No. Come on, we're, we're in Australia. We're millimeters here. So this one's millimeters, which is uh, the current way to measure things. All right, can anyone tell me what this is? Who knows how to use one? Come on, let me see those hands. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. That's a butcher's tool. If you're, if you're a dad here today, can you go, oh? Yeah, good. All right, nice. Now, dads, who knows how to use one of these? I've got two styles here. This one's a pull-up. This one's a traditional type. When I was a young dad, the whole rage was cloth nappies. And, uh, and so I learned how to do a cloth nappy. Um, don't ask me to do it now, because I have no idea. I think I've put that in the uh, memory bank to forget. Anyway, so luckily for you, I, I need two volunteers. I've got two charged babies out there that need a change. So I'm looking for some males that want to change. Any takers? <laughs> anyway, it's good. It's good. All right. Seems like the males in the uh, auditorium here know how to use these. Well, gentlemen, who knows how to use one of these? Oh, I've got a few blank faces now. It's a storybook. You can read them when you're putting them to bed. They love a good bedtime story. 
And most importantly, how many dads here know how to use one of these? Yes. The Word of God brings life to all who read it, right? And we're going to just, because uh, we're on a bit of a time frame today, because I'm sure you are all got tummies grumbling and you want to go out to lunch and uh, enjoy something. Oh, yeah, okay, all right, I, I can hear you hungry. Uh, it's just going to be a short message from the Word of God today uh, and something that will hopefully uh, encourage you and just uh, impact you in a certain way. So first of all, I just want to say congratulations to the babies that were dedicated today. You know, we as a church family, we are here to support you families and we are cheering you guys on as you raise your children in God and we're here for it. And also, Isaac, if you're here, mate, he's not here, he's getting changed, but God has a plan for you. And we as a church family, we're here for it also and we are cheering you on for whatever God has for you in the future. Well, waking up this morning, I looked in the mirror and I looked very carefully and I noticed a couple more greys. And um, it can only be from one thing, it's from dadding. From dadding. And look, we all joke about dads and there are some bad dad jokes going around. In the past, we've had a dad off here and we've heard some really bad dad jokes, if you remember. And um, it was funny because the other day, I was super dad. I had just finished cooking dinner. I'd gotten both my boys showered, ready for bed. They were in the pyjamas. They smelled very, very nice, which was a change from how they smelled beforehand. They'd brushed their teeth, and then my eldest turns around and he's like, Dad, I'm hungry. Have you ever heard that before? Ever heard that before? Dad, I'm hungry. Anyway. As soon as he said that and that left his mouth, my middle child said, Hi, Hungry, I'm Arlo. I stood there shocked and it really made me realise that they really do watch and mimic everything we do. See, being a dad is no joke, it has its highs. It's got its times where you think you're walking on a tightrope and you feel like uh, you could fall off at any moment. You know, like, have you ever seen your child cry? That kind of wretches the heartstrings, doesn't it? And if you're a dad here today, I just want to say well done. You might not feel like the perfect dad, but you're doing the best you can, and that's what matters. So well done to all the dads here today. So, now in this room, there'll be varying degrees of people, I understand, different relationships of who has had relationships with their dad. Some dads might not be around anymore. Some people might have had hurts from their dad. I myself didn't know my dad. And this day today used to be a little bit uncomfortable for me. In fact, sometimes if I really think about it, sometimes it does still get a little bit uncomfortable and almost can make me feel like I've missed out. Because you get your identity from your father. And as I was coming up to being a dad myself, I kind of found myself at a loss. Just before my eldest was born, I remember sitting out by the fire and I was actually reduced to tears because I was wondering, how do I dad? 
how can I be a good dad to this kid when I haven't had it mimicked to me or shown to me? I knew the kind of dad I wanted to be. I wanted to be a loving dad. I wanted to be a caring dad. I wanted to be available. I wanted to teach them things that they could only learn from me. I wanted to be adventurous. I wanted to be fearless. I wanted to be a warrior. I wanted to be the best dad in the world. I wanted to be my children's hero. And I still do today. But I didn't know how. No one had showed me. So luckily, around the age of 15, I learned about who God is. I started to have a relationship with God the Father. And He showed me who my identity was in. My identity was in Him. And as I started looking into the Word of God, I started to realize the things that I needed to do to dad well. So if I can give you just one small thing quickly today, because we're all hungry. One thing to ponder that you can mimic from God the Father as a part of who he is. It's very simple, but it's good. And, you, and, and apply it to my fathering. And you can apply it to your mothering. You can apply it to your uncling. You can apply it to your grandparenting or your friending. It would be this. Not so quick. So you will unlock something special if you hear what I'm saying today because everything filtered through this one attribute will bring life to others. It will bring life to the situations that you find yourself in. In fact, it's proven that to fully function as a human being, we need some part of this in our lives. Can you guess what it is, church, this morning? Chocolate! Hey, he's got it. Give him a chocolate. No. Can anyone, anyone guess? Love. Let's pray. Father God, this morning, we just ask that you will speak to our hearts. That every person here will know something of your love for them. And then be able to show that throughout their days. That today we will be impacted by your love. And that we will know you more. I pray that you speak to our hearts this morning. That the Holy Spirit will just resonate within us this morning, God. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. See, I'm not talking about a fickle crush love, you know, like dreamy eyes, doe-eyed, just looking at the person because you think they're really good looking. It's not, you know, I'm not talking about conditional love, something that uh, as soon as they don't do something that you like, you drop them like it's hot. But I'm talking about your love never fails. It never gives up. It never runs out on me. I'm talking about a love that chases me down because I matter. I'm talking about a love that pursues me, that pursues you. An everlasting love, an eternal love, a love that goes beyond what we're experiencing today, beyond this world. This is the love that I want to show my children. 
In fact, Jesus said that the greatest commandments are to what? Love God with your whole heart and love one another. In 1 John, it takes it even further to reveal just this little bit more. And it says in 1 John 4.16 in the Message Bible that God is love. When we, when we take up permanent residence in a life of love, we live in God and God lives in us. 1 John is a really good scripture and a great scripture to read if you, are, if you want to find out how God loves you. It describes that love is not merely one of his attributes, but it's his very nature. Love is who and what God is all about. God's love is self-giving for the benefit of others, and everything that is written in this book here is for the benefit of us. It's like a, a letter to some children or something, right? You know, kind of gives us the map for life, if you will. It's a letter of love and assurances. It's a letter of promise. It's a letter with some answers. It's a letter with wisdom. See, when we filter our love, when we filter our life through the lens of love, then everything else falls into place. I was kind of sitting there pondering this and I'm kind of like, okay, all right, if we, if we love, if we truly love and filter our life through that, then everything else fall in, falls into place. I'm going to say it again. I know I've said it twice, so don't think that I've missed something. If we filter our life through love, then everything else falls into place. If I truly love someone, then I'm not thinking about myself. There's a whole... Pan, whole what do you call it? There's a whole thing at the moment of self-love. You know, you've got to take care of yourself. You know, take care of yourself first. You know, make sure, make sure you go by that thing that you've always wanted because you are important. You, you need it. Yes, yes, you are important. But isn't it so much better when that love comes from someone else because they think you're the bee's knees? That's the father heart of God right there. The English word for love is broad. It goes... Far, you know, far to the left and far to the right. That's a kettle of fish, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but the Greek word for love in, 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 a, in, in the Bible, one of them that, that, that is used is agape love. And it's a little bit different, so it's not a feeling. It's a motivation or for action. Agape is sacrificial love that voluntarily suffers inconvenience, discomfort, and even death for the benefit of another without expecting anything in return. And we are called to agape love one another. So because we know the Father, we can love to the fullness of what love is because we know love. If I wholly love and I live my life through a lens of love, then not just with my children, but with everyone, I am a forgiving person. I've written here I'm a forgiving dad because, you know, sometimes they do something that really gets me angry and then I've got to look at them through a lens of love and forgive. If I love to the fullness of how God loves us, then I give grace. If I endeavor to love like Father God, 
then I give correction when correction is needed. If I love like God, I want to protect. If I love through the lens, no, if I live life through the lens of love, then I want to nurture those around me as well. I teach them skills that will benefit them. If I love them, I am interested in who they are and who they are becoming. If I love like the Father, I'm caring about who they are. Because as the scripture says, God is love. When we take up permanent residence of a life of love, we live in God and God lives in us. God is love. When we take up a permanent residence in a life of love, we live in God and God lives in us. My greatest desire this morning for my children is that they love like God loves, that they live in who God is and that they, they live their lens through a life of love because if they're living through a life of love, they're living through a life of God. My greatest desire as a pastor this morning is that you and your children will know God the Father and live a life of love. Because if you're living a life of love, you're living a life for God. One Corinthians thirteen. Oh, oh, we quite often put this to uh, you know, romantic things or you know, how many people have had this read at their wedding. But I'm going to read it today because it gives us a good picture of who God is. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking and it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always protects and it always trusts, it always hopes and it always perseveres because love never fails. God never fails. This morning as we go about our day, I just want to encourage you to lead with love because when we lead with love, we are led by God. As I follow the father-hearted God, I choose to live like God loves. And that's the best example for my children. I hope you've enjoyed today's message. Remember to check us out at baysidechurch.org.au. And of course, if you're ever in the area, please pop in and say good day.